Hello and welcome back to the No Fluff Podcast. I'm Bryce Parrott. I'm Daniel Hicks. And today, uh, we're kind of just wanting to talk about where we're at in our walks with Christ and the things that God is laying on our hearts, the things that he's doing, how he's working, and um, how sometimes that uh, can be frustrating and can be uh, just frustrating. And it can uh, lead to seasons of waiting and definitely tests our patience sometimes in ways that we may not be ready for. So, uh, Daniel, what, uh, what's God doing in your life? Right now, I think I'm in that, um, you said season of waiting. I hate that term so much. I just don't like thinking that, like, season makes it feel like it's so drawn out. Like, sometimes right. it's not a big season. I, I feel like I'm in a state right now, though, where I'm very, well, I just switched my major, actually. I just declared a double major because I don't know what God's doing in my life exactly right now. Um, but I feel like I'm in a good spot as far as I'm talking to him daily, and I feel like he is working on some things that need to be worked on for a while. Like what? Um, I get very content. Like, so we talked about um, the identity thing with being like the ideal self, right? Yeah. And I was, I've been very content this about the last year and being like, well, I'm going to get to this point and go and get this degree and then go and get this degree. Yeah. And I'm just going to kind of take care of that and it'll all work itself out. Then I'll be ready. Yeah. It'll all work itself. Then I'll be ready to help people. Gotcha. And he's really put a push on me, I think between this podcast and some other things that I've been working on. Like living in the now. Living in the now a little bit. And, um, that's been really cool to see. Obviously it's been, little difficult for me to plug into a church at college just haven't found the one yeah and then i got a little convicted reading the screw tape letters and he was talking about the demon was like hey get him to go around and say the same thing i was saying about these churches yeah yeah so between that um and just have kind of put a call on my heart to like get back to doing what i'm supposed to do yeah that's about all that's about all yeah and like, I, I kind of like what you said about how a lot of the time we have, like, this plan that could be years away, and you're like, okay, I'm doing everything I can now to get to my ideal self, right? Sometimes we do get complacent, and we're like, okay, that's my ideal self. That's the goal that I'm going for, and we don't really uh, think about the things that God could be doing now in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a perfect example of that. Uh, you know, like if you guys haven't listened to the first episode, um, I, uh, I was in school for three years and I got kicked out of school. Um, I didn't do anything stupid. It was just loan stuff. Quit saying that. Like, let people think you have some excitement in your life. Don't be like, it was loan stuff. Because if you say you get kicked out of school, it could be anything. And now you're just discounting yourself with that cool story. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is a cool story, though. The way that God is like, worked well, yeah, through that part's cool, but... The... <laughs> what do you want me to say? I like No, just say I got kicked out of school, and someone's going to be like, well, why did you get kicked out of school? And you just don't say anything. I'll be honest. That's what I did the first few months. That's what I would do. <laughs> it was funny. But I also got tired of people thinking I was a degenerate, so... You kind of are. I'm not. You're 21. You live at home. You don't have a job. You'd sit and talk into a microphone with a 19-year-old. Okay. (laughs) 
this episode is over. No, okay, no. <laughs> like, back to what I was saying about being so focused on what it is that you might have in store for yourself. And maybe your prayer life is something like, okay, God, like, this is something I want so bad. Like, let me get there. I'll do what it takes to get there. When in reality, God might actually have something better in store for you, but you're so focused on this, this goal that you have for yourself that you don't really take time to stop and think about what it is that God might actually be showing you that could be well, so much better than I you think have. what you're saying, and which is true, is kind of easier said than it is done. Because well, yeah. if, you, if you want to like be real about it, this is what happens, right? We, we make a plan. Like, we have this plan. Regardless if you make it with any intention of keeping, like, okay, let's say, like, you want to be a doctor, right? Okay, like, everybody grows up, they want to be something. And you make this plan, and you do what you have to do to try to achieve this plan, and something doesn't go wrong. Like, something doesn't go right, right? And your plan gets derailed. It's one of the toughest things to do when all that's going on, going south, to say, well, I just need to focus on what God's doing now. That's one of the toughest things to do. We can, and I'm guilty. Right. I, I can say it to somebody, but I'm guilty of doing the exact opposite too. Yeah, like I'm. I was guilty of that for five years, four years. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. I mean, it took four years, and God literally ripping me out of school because I was not listening, for me to get on the track that He wanted me to be. I'm not saying that in that time that I was disobedient, he wasn't working because he was. He was preparing me and setting everything up for that, even though I was being disobedient. But my thing is, I think all of us need to get to a point where we're not so prideful in ourselves of what our aspirations and goals are and really sit down and spend time with God and be like, okay, God, like, these are the desires of my heart. Where is it that you want my desires to be? What is it that you're leading me towards? What is it that you have in store for me that I may not see yet? What is it that you're preparing me for? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. And I think that's right. Like, I think that's the right attitude to have about it. But the problem is, like, we don't do that. We don't do that. And there's a reason for that. It's because we're human and we're supposed to, like... Ambition and desires are not a bad thing. No, not at all. And we need to have those because if we don't have those, we're automatically become complacent regardless. Yes. And the the struggle is, is is finding that balance between what you want and what like God's doing in your life and trying to figure out how those two work together. Because ultimately, very rarely do you like God gives you a set of tools. Yeah. And everybody has gifts. More than likely, what you want to do in life follows those tools unless you're like me and like you had some dream of being a singer and you can't sing a single note like most of the time <laughs> what you want to do with your life is going to follow and fall in like in sync to some extent of what god's given you gift wise yeah now the, the the struggle is is finding out like hey how is that going to work for god's kingdom yeah. for me let me say it like this for me like i like talking to people mm -hmm. it wouldn't like for me would I have ever said I want to do anything like this? No. I wanted to be on ESPN because I think I still do. But Sports broadcast. Yeah, I think it'd be sick. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Yeah. But, I mean, I do it for school sometimes, but it'd be so sick. Like, but I have a set of skills that would translate 
in some sense to a pulpit or anything like that, but it was it's the it's like the blending of what you can do well and the blending of what you want to do with what God has in yeah. store for you. And I think to put that in simpler terms would be how can you use the gifts and desires that God has given you for your ministry? Yeah. And I think that's something that we all need to ask ourselves. It's not just something like, oh, well, I wasn't called to be a preacher. I can't do well speaking and like public speaking. I can't do that. That's fine. Like, there are so many other instances where people's ministries goes beyond actually just talking to people. Yeah. And I think that if we actually do start to sit down and ask ourselves, okay, like these are the desires of my heart. How can I use this to further God's kingdom and use these gifts for his glory? That's exactly what we need to be doing. And like like I said earlier, like we are so prideful that we don't always align our will with God's. And I think that comes with a lot of Christians having a very surface level relationship with him and not being as intimate as they should be in their relationship with him. Well, I think that like that goes back like we're going back to what we've been saying the whole time in the sense that like you struggle like nobody can tell me they know exactly what God's doing in their life. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Can, you can't. So what we're kind of flirting with, it, that's a dangerous game sometimes to be like, well, I'm aligning what I want to do with God's will. You don't necessarily know God's will. Yes. And that's where this whole christianity thing gets really confusing because we can follow what we think is right all day long and in the end we can still be off right but this is where jesus god all of it's super cool being christian god knows your heart yeah <laughs> think let that and sink in for a second it. let that think sink in for a second like guys <laughs> i don't think we understand and take time to appreciate how cool that actually is like god knows your heart so well that the things that you think you love and the things that you think you want to do, whenever he does put you in a place to actually start serving and doing your call, whatever that is ministry-wise, you're going to feel so much more fulfilled and alive than you ever would have doing whatever it was that you thought you should have been doing. Think about it like this. That's how I think about it. If you want to look at like the best way, all right, if we bring... So you know how, like, you see instances where people will do something for you that's not what you want, but they have good intentions, so you just let it happen anyways. For example, like, when you're at Christmas, and you ask, like, a grandparent for something, and they buy you a sweater, but you know they love you. Okay. That's us. That's us. We're bringing the sweater to the table, <laughs> and God's not always asking for the sweater. But he can see the fact that our hearts are in the right place, and that as long as we have that down, then I think we're going to be better off. As far as going, as far as saying, like, not having to sit there and second guess, because when you second guess and you live in a, like, a state of hesitancy, hesitancy, yeah, Yeah, that word, hesitancy, you live in that state, you become complacent because it's, well, if I do this, what's God going to do to me? Or what's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? Like, and so you start to kind of draw back when that stuff happens. And I said this to you last night, um, Nobody, okay, so think about water, all right? Water, whenever it's stagnant, it pulls up, it gets germs, it's gross. Okay, stop. It gets gross, and it's 
not healthy water to drink from. It's water that's going to make you sick, right? Whenever there's a mountain, okay, and that water is flowing down the mountain, getting tossed and turned around between these rocks. It's it, really cold. It get, <laughs> Shut up. It gets cold. Okay, it gets cold. It does get cold. And the thing with that is that water is super clean. It, it's water that is good to drink from because it's constantly moving, constantly flowing, and with all the turbulence and thing that things that it's going through, it's water that is healthy to drink. It is good for you. And I think since we are, like what you you said this to me earlier today, we are the only living example of Christ left on earth, right? And Christ says that he is the living water, right? Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah. We're the only ones left on the planet that can actually do something about a lot of things in this world. And if we are stagnant water, water that is unhealthy to drink from, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything because we live in a state of hesitancy and we're not flowing. We're not going through trials and tribulations and becoming clean living water. Then I think we're kind of missing our point as Christians. Well, I think, okay, let's bring this back to the context we were talking about when it comes to like, let's say like, oh, crap, now you, you made a good point and kind of what I was going to say to counter you a little bit, but, um, okay, so you have your plans. So basically you I'm have, smarter than Daniel. False. You have your plans, God has his will, right? And we're trying to blend that at some point. Like, we're trying to get to the point where we're following Christ to the point where what his will is and our plans are like this. Yes. We're right together. That causes like to be able to do that like you just said like you have to be constantly progressing the the what i'm saying earlier when i say god knows your heart and like the coolest thing about being a christian is think about this if i go about something and i do it with the intention of hey like this is where i feel like god's calling me okay and i get that wrong but my heart's in the right place god knows that yeah Quit being hesitant in the fact of, well, if I do this, like, or if I take this job interview, or if I go to this school and do this, like, what's, what's going to happen? If you, and this is very, like, there's condition to what I'm about to say. Yeah. If you are, like, really seeking out God and you make one of those decisions, you're probably in a good spot. Because those opportunities, I'll say it like this, when I committed to go play baseball, it was not where I'm at now. Right. Yeah, you're that going was, out to the panhandle. I was. I was going to be an Aggie. <laughs> Go Aggies. <coughs> Still got the sticker on the Xbox. But okay. I made that decision in a snap of the finger without any prayer or anything like that about it. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to do. That's what I felt like I could do. I could go there. I could get a degree in psychology. I could transfer to OSU, get my master's. I would have had it all planned. I wasn't going to pay hardly anything to go. Like, it was money. Perfect. Right. What I failed to see was was the situation I was going into from an athletic standpoint was not going to be beneficial for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up, there's going to be a lot more than they told me I was going to have to pay. Yeah. And I was going to be six hours away from home, closer to Denver, Colorado than Tulsa, and I was not happy about that one. Ski trips, though. Ski trips. I don't love ski. I'd be closer to Mexico than that. Yeah, angel fire. fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh. that being said, when, you know, COVID happens, money gets pulled, all that good stuff. 
that's when I went into that what I would like to call you know oh crap prayer life yeah like oh crap what am I going to do now oh crap god are you real oh, oh crap we've god. all been there <laughs> yeah. we've all been there and then another opportunity comes up at the school I'm at now that being to say like when that opportunity came up one I was kind of pushed into a corner of you gotta just take this because at this point like you're gonna go to AC school you, you, don't, you have don't have much that. left yeah, you'll have that but um that being said, like, I, when I started to seek out really, because, like, I wasn't, like, yes, it was, oh, crap, pretty life, but at that point, I was just so distraught. I was like, you know what, <laughs> like, I just do what you want. Like, just do what you want. And that opportunity arose, and it was what I needed. Right. More or less kind of turned into what I wanted, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay, and you saying that, like, I think that's a perfect example of your will and God's will finally aligning. Like, you thought... Well, not that you gave much thought to it. You thought, okay, this is what I want. And you just went for it, right? And then whenever you started including God in that decision, he opened up a door that was so much better, like way better. <laughs> and it ended up being something that you actually want now. It's the, it's the toughest thing about life, in my opinion, though, is to be able to sit back and really try to, like, you put your you can fix your eyes on Jesus, right? You know when we see that illustration of the Bible with Peter when he takes his eyes off Jesus and he, sinks. he starts sinking. Yeah. Okay. We do that every day. <laughs> yeah. Every single day. All the time. It's the toughest thing to do though is when we are sitting there in the midst of everything going on around us. You know, we set a goal, we have this happen like my tire goes flat on my car and I can't make it to work, whatever it is. It's the toughest thing in the world to sometimes sit back and say, all right, now, like, how, like, because at times we question God's will. <laughs> and if you say you don't, then you're lying. You're lying. Turn this off. We don't do that. That's heresy. We'll <laughs> track you down and shoot you down. Okay. okay easy. No. 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 <laughs> no. 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 no fluff. Fluff. <laughs> it's the hardest thing to do to say, sit there and be like, well, if God's will, like, what are you doing with that? Like, that's not our place. Right. And just remember, like, solely remember, like, he knows your stinking heart. So if your heart's in the right place, I can tell you more likely than not, you're going to end up all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. It's yeah. Christianity's most complex, simple thing I've ever seen. The reason it's so complex is because we make it that way. Like, we we are so dumb. Like, honestly, oh, we're, we are idiots. stupid. We don't know what we're talking about. No. Not no. at all. No. <laughs> no idea and i think because it is so simple it's something that we forget about all the time yeah. and it's something that we do need to remind ourselves of that okay god needs to be included in all aspects of our life you know it doesn't need to be just oh sunday okay this is god's day right this is all for him but what are you doing the other six days of the week and we need to go about our daily lives, including him in everything. And this is going to start off sounding really bad, but I think that we need to stop putting this, I don't know how to say it, this, uh, we need to stop taking prayer as if it's something that is... Oh gosh. Okay, I can't say that. No, say 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 it. No fluff. Come on. 
we need to stop putting prayer on this pedestal. And, I know what you're, okay, I get what you're okay, saying. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying. Explain what you're trying to say, because I know what you're saying. Right. So, whenever I say that, I'm not saying that prayer isn't special. It's literally the way that we talk to God, which is amazing. I'm saying we need to stop putting this... Notion around this, it that it's super... That like, it needs to be... Just, like, oh, the ambiance has to be just right. I have to yeah, do it, like, yeah. whenever I'm just like this. Talk to God. Just talk to Him. Throughout your day, you're in the car by yourself. Guess what? Talk to him. You're walking. You're like you're at work or something. Guess what? Like while you're sitting there, whatever it is you, you do, talk to him. If you want to know God's will, it starts by talking to him. And number two, I'll tell you this: this big secret. God doesn't like the fluff either. No, he doesn't. You can be pretty straight with him. I guarantee you, if he can handle, he can handle a lot worse than you being irritated at him. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And it's the fact that if we call ourselves Christian, if we want to be real about it, call ourselves a Christian and you're going through stuff and you're not able to run to Jesus, you put him on a cross for no reason. And that's the truth. That's I, the truth. That's, the, that's it. That's like the episode. It, yeah, <laughs> if you live this life calling yourself a Christian, and like we talked about in the previous episode, Christian being what, Daniel? Say it. No, it's your, it's your definition it. of your... It's not a definition. It's what it means. Well, then say it. Okay. Christian being little Christ. Okay. How can we call ourselves that if we don't actually talk to him to know what he's like? That That's, that's the uh, thing. We, we call mean. ourselves that. We, we don't act that way. Yes. That, I so feel like that went unsaid. <laughs> it didn't need to be said. I, I said it. But... I just think that we need to stop being people that are so hesitant. Okay, I just like want to let you know, okay. the Christian thing does mean follower of Christ. If yeah. you go out of the Greek tradition of it. What about Hebrew? I look up Hebrew. Well, maybe you should look up Hebrew. Well, maybe I don't. <laughs> I didn't do that. Maybe I just looked up Greek. <laughs> well, it, the thing is, Stop living your life waiting for things to happen. We need to go out and take action. It does no good if all you do is sit there and wait for it. Because you're supposed to go out into the world. And I think if we don't do that and we sit back and we become this living water that nobody wants to drink from, then what's your purpose? Like, what are you actually doing to further the kingdom of God? Yeah, I concur. <laughs> you concur? I concur. Okay. Well, this is a shorter episode, but uh, we're glad you guys tuned in if you did. And you can follow us on Instagram at nofluff underscore podcast. You can follow our Instagrams too, because I am 96 followers away from 1,000. Being a barstool athlete. Being a barstool athlete. So 96 people. We don't even have 96 people listening to this, but tell people. To follow him. To follow me. Actually, don't. He's being... That's a selfish desire of the heart that does not need to be there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I he will can, strike you. Listen, he can use his platform, if people follow him, to help others become fully devoted followers of Christ. Listen to No Fluff. Apply your stuff. Have a good whatever day you're listening to this on. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.